All right, welcome back to another edition of the DabblerCast. DabblerCast is the podcast of the uh, Dabbler Farm here in beautiful Corvallis, Oregon. I am your host, John Larson, and today we are finishing up the final prequel episodes, I call it. I decided I wanted to record some episodes here at the beginning that kind of outline who we are and what we stand for and what we're trying to achieve uh, I apologize. I feel like they might be a little bit boring, and I'm, I'm looking forward to some more engaging content um, coming up soon. But uh, again, these are important to us and help define who we are and uh, what direction we're going. I was looking, this is value number uh, seven, and the values can be reviewed at dabblerfarm.org under the about section. There's a little section there that says our values. Um, so value number seven of the values we have right now is quality. Um, and you know, after I was reading through the values, uh, I'd originally done the, the five and I decided that community and quality, um, needed to be, um, pulled out explicitly because I think they're, they're, they're fundamental. And I put quality as last because, you know, if you were trying to do some kind of weird philosophical reduction, you might be able to reduce all of them down to quality if you really tried, um, and I, I was looking at the paragraph that, that we put, and I think it's, it's worth just reading. Um, above all things, everything should be done with care and deliberateness. One doesn't grow and prepare one's own food merely to do so. One should find joy, happiness, and love in the tender preparation and sharing of those things we do. We believe in returning to the old ways of slow mastery of trades and crafts, doing fewer things, but doing them very well. And I think that as I have um, lived my life and um, been in the society I have been, everything's always been a, a, a rush, a demand, um, a constant striving for more productivity, for squeezing more out of your time, for doing more things and um, paying for more things and having a bigger house and a faster car and more, 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 more. And I think lost in that is a sense of deliberateness, of, of doing things carefully. Um, the Zen tea comes to mind. Um, Zen tea is something I'm not expert in, so I'll just give you the, the outlines. But it is a, is a practice of doing um, a tea service perfectly. And of course, perfectly can never be achieved. But one goes through a very careful methodical, ritualized way of making the tea. And it is a way of slowing down and being in the moment. You know, so often we talk about mindfulness from a Buddhist sense, and um, we associate it really with um, sitting there quietly, counting your breaths and trying not to think about anything. But there's other forms of mindfulness, um, you know, like unto uh, Zen tea, there is a long tradition of calligraphy of, you know, of, of Chinese characters of being very methodical and very careful and very kind of artistic in the brush strokes. Again, the, the Zen meditation, that moment of sort of, of, of oneness and singularity happens between um, the paintbrush and the canvas. 
And it's very much um, of what I get out of gardening. You know, um, I worry so much that it feels like we're talking about the urgency of climate change and of the destructive nature. You know, a lot of these values that I've outlined over the last uh, a week or two, they're, they're, they're kind of negative responses, you know, like getting rid of um, corporate influence and, and finding ways that are more sustainable. But I think an undercurrent to the whole thing is doing things well. Um, and, um, you know, as we commodify everything and we talk about commodities, I mean, let's, let's redefine that term. Like, uh, wheat is a commodity. Corn is a commodity. And, and basically what that means is one product is undifferentiated from the other. So when that happens, when there's no differentiation between the corn from farmer Miller and the corn from farmer Jones, well, that means that, um, the only thing that will drive is, is, is market forces around price. Um, so, so as we've gone to a world that moves away from, uh, individual craftsmen who might've built your uh, chest of drawers or might've, um, carved your, um, you know, your, your bed, your bed headboard, we have tried to find, well, what's the cheapest way for us to produce as much for as many people as possible. And, and, and that idea is not completely corrupt, but it has led in part to the rampant runaway culture of consumerism that we have right now. And where that has empoisoned our souls individually is our identity so often comes from what we consume. And that's not just goods, that's services, that's travel, that's vacations, you know, and it, it's, it's telling to me these days that people oftentimes don't just take vacations. They feel like they have to have pictures and souvenirs and and something to kind of prove that it was there and to prove that it happened and and because materialistically unless you know one goes and buys where one is going you know what what was the reality of the experience because that's that's what we've been taught but if we find deliberateness and joy in the preparation and the slowing things down then I think we can recenter ourselves. I want to be clear. This is really hard for me. Um, I already um, suffer from um, ADHD, uh, and I, I when I say suffer, that's probably uh, not the right term because I also enjoy the fact that um, I have a lot of things I'm thinking about all the time. But you know, my mind uh, from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed really doesn't stop, and that can be exhausting sometimes. And it's just harder for me in 2024 to just sit down and even read a book because I have allowed the, the, the internet and social media and the phone to impede the way my brain works. And I feel like I have to spend some time and I am trying to spend some time unpacking that. And the biggest motivator for that is not a, you're doing it wrong, John, you need to do it a different way. It's how do we insert more quality into this process? Does this thing that I'm doing right now have the most quality? And, you know, part of that is letting myself be free. I might come home from work after, you know, 10-hour day and I'm tired and I just want to play Stardew Valley on my phone. That's okay. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't want to be playing Stardew Valley on my phone every day. I want to leave space for those other things. Um, Robert Piercig is one of my, uh, favorite authors, uh, a big influencer, uh, from the 
beat generation of the 20th century. And he wrote the book uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Of course, uh, that book and the follow-up um, are all meditations on quality. And Robert Piercek said this, art is anything you can do well, anything you can do with quality. And I, I really I really like that. There's that art of the Zen tea. There's the art of calligraphy. And there is an art to growing cabbage. There is an art to, um, I don't know, raising chickens. There is an art to planting a tree. Um, and there is definitely an art to feeding yourself. And that has been taken away from us as we become more careful, more thoughtful, more engaged. I believe that the satisfaction and joy of those things um, goes up. I, I uh, recently got a cookbook that I found at, at Goodwill um, uh, about, is written by a monk um, in Europe who had collected all these recipes. This, this one was all about soup. And some good friends of mine bought me the uh, prequel to that, which is about um, different foods. But anyway, he collected all these recipes from monasteries. Now, monasteries, um, historically, you know, there were lean times or they weren't necessarily rich, you know, so they had to feed as many people as they could on very little. And oftentimes the monks took upon themselves to feed and clothe the poor and do that sort of Christian um, outreach. Um, that was uh, lacking in other areas of the church, to be honest. But um, um, these recipes are joyful. I've, I've made one or two of the simpler ones and just turning a very simple preparation into something that is filling and tastes good without having to buy, you know, saffron and Madagascar vanilla and, and the you know, trying to get the best of everything from around the world to say, you know, with milk and potatoes and some leeks, we can make a really divine soup and a soup that people have been eating for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So there's, there's, there's um, beauty in that. Of course, not thousands of years because it has potatoes in it, but I digress. Okay. Um, so I think that um, satisfaction, like I mentioned again, is, 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 is key as we do these things and try to find that place. And there is no pile of insignificant substandard crap that will ever make you feel as engaged and it's something that you've, you've done on your own. Kind of have a little side hobby here on Dabbler Farm, um, which is to try to make something from scratch. And really, that's for me, it's to understand the process, to understand the food, um, to understand why things are the way, why um, do we use mayonnaise in so many things? What is mayonnaise? Uh, it's an emulsification of egg, by the way, and we use it in so many things because it has a lot of great properties. Um, but um, and anyway, I digress. If and then and then once I've done something once or twice, I can say, okay, I got it. I don't need to do that. I'm just going to buy my mayonnaise from the grocery store because uh, it makes my life easier. And that's okay. Um, but I think there's a certain joy in picking things apart and saying, how do we achieve quality on this? One of the things that we're trying to do on uh, Dabbler Farm is, is produce kind of a cycle of time in which we have um, feasts that are surrounded by more simplistic eating. Um, so stretches of vegetarianism and rarely eat meat, but do it in a joyful way. 
um, find ways to do a really fantastic, beautiful meal that um, is rich in tradition and 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 flavor, and then go simple for for weeks on end to try to find that cadence of feast and famine that I think was forced on our ancestors just by the fact that um, you know the the hunt or or the production of berries or the production of seeds was seasonal and they had things they had and when they had them so i think quality is something that um imbues this whole thing and is really what separates um the endeavor that i am in love with here at dabbler farm with those who might be considered preppers or um, survivalists or other things that have kind of a, a negative of, of turn I want a pantry that I can eat through all year, but I want it to be a pantry that matches my palate and matches my diet and matches my health and can feed and nourish others around me. And that's something that is shared and that becomes a community table. And that's really what we're driving at. That's the piece that has been taken away from us in, in, in American culture. And I think that's the piece that we need to focus on rebuilding. How do we make things more deliberate? How do we make things more meaningful? How do we bring quality back into our lives? I've mentioned it many times before. I'll mention it again. I was fortunate to learn at the feet of my grandparents who had been through the Depression and been through the wars and were never wealthy. But man, they ate well and they ate simply and they ate beautifully and it was um, um, something to behold. And I know they are just like everyone else. I was fortunate in my early 20s, I was able to spend a few years doing community service with Laotian refugees. And I got to learn to speak Laotian. I spent a couple of years living with these guys down in San Diego. And just when they would let me peek into the beautiful preparations of their food, the 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 preparations for their their holy days and seeing the 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 tradition and the the soul and i could even see at that point that there was something there that was something lost just like my grandparents um they were going through the same thing what a great experience to be able to spend time with them and see that from another perspective well that's um that's our, about our values the value number 7 is quality uh, again, I invite you to go check them out. Um, you can see what's going on. Read our written journals. Um, uh, especially, I'd encourage you to read um, um, Kimmy's journal. I'm going to bring her on, I think, either the next podcast or the next one or two. And you're going to get to meet the effervescent heart and soul of Dabbler Farm, the apple of my eye, the yin to my yang, the lid to my pot, the foil to my constant ramblings. The one and only Kimmy Mayo is going to be making her debut. But you can read her ramblings on the website right now. She's a beautiful writer, has a fantastic head, and she is the more sane of the two of us. So um, you have that to look forward to. All right. Um, uh, as always, check us out on the website. You can reach out to me and, and contact me at john at dabblerfarm.org. I finally got my email all squared away. Um, 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 when it re relates to, to the, the, the farm, uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, and, and, um, and please take care of yourself and we will catch you on the next one. Thanks. <laughs>